Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Well, we've already been entertaining each other for the previous hour. We've had a really, really good conversation. It has all the makings of a good episode. So for you, listener, that means you're either in for a real treat or uh, perhaps maybe uh, you want to cover your ears because I sure hope we haven't, but maybe we've left all the good content on the table already. We do want to talk about uh, how to find your soul and uh, give you some uh, help in finance. And uh, I'm Hartley. The other voice you'll hear is Kevin. This is episode six, and I hope this time enriches your life in some way. This is the first week that you've actually heard this, the end of that intro. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Me too, but we already established that. Yeah, we covered that over the last 70 minutes. Offcast. I know that we're going to talk a little bit about the soul because that's part of our podcast, Find Your Find Your Soul. Several years ago, I went through a little more than a two-year journey with a group of other people in a community in which uh, finding our soul was the main thing we were doing. It was a uh, spiritual formation. We were on a Catholic camp- campus, and I stayed in this retreat house, never the same room, twice. And so one time they housed me in... It was kind of like a study for priest. It had a lounge area and lots of books and a library. Uh, it wasn't the main library, but it had a smaller library so that you could have private study in there. And then there was a door. I enter this, what I think is a prayer closet, and I sit down in a chair. And within a minute, as I'm looking forward, there's light coming through. And I realize that I'm looking through padding, I guess we'll say, and it was filtering light through from the auditorium. There was a worship auditorium on the other side. This isn't a prayer closet. This is a confessional. But I just sit there, and I turn on the light. I turn on the light. I kind of sit there a little bit. I look around, and then I hear someone in the auditorium. Then I think about how I've turned on the light. There's also a red light on, and I'm (laughs) thinking, oh, my gosh. And then I hear someone getting closer, and I hear someone approaching a door, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they must think I'm a priest, and I'm here, and I've activated some kind of light, and they're about to come in for a confessional. And so I got the hell out of there really quick. So you were indeed in the priest chair. I was in the priest. rooms on each side of you. I went into what I thought was a prayer closet. I sat down. There's the screen in front of me filtering light to it, and to my right. So to the left is the room, the room where I'm staying. All right, I'm picturing it. But to the right, there's just this, I realize there's uh, another kind of window and screen that's filtered as well, but mm-hmm. there's no light coming through it. So the footsteps you heard coming, were coming a in. potential conclusion of this story would have been, they would have sat down, slid the door and said, forgive me, Father, for yes, I've sinned. Exactly. And they were approaching. And what would you have done at they that They were point? approaching. Yeah, what would I have said? Yeah, I did think about that. Like in a half second time, I thought, oh, crap. I'm sitting where the priest sits. This person thinks I'm a priest. They're coming in for a confessional. And then I'm like, I got to get out. Got to go. But if I had not realized that and they came in and sat and slid the thing. It could have been a great story if you stayed there. It could have been a great story. because (laughs) It's it's an okay story as is. But if you would have impersonated a priest, I wonder. Yeah. 
what that would have meant for your Well, in that half second, I thought I either stay here and just tell him what's up or see what I could see where it goes. I've thought about it from the other side. There have been times in my life where I've thought I could just walk into a Catholic church, go into a confessional and confess. And that would make me feel better. So I've thought about it from the other side. Right. I think because of who I am and how I'm wired, I think I would sit down and I would say, you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And I would probably say at that point, I am not a Catholic. And I don't know what would happen there. But I don't know, maybe I would go through, go through the whole, go through the whole list of sins of whatever it was I was feeling at the time see what kind of response he had, and then maybe said, oh, I'm not Catholic, but thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know what the ruling is on that. How much do I owe you? Yeah. It is an interesting story, but would have been a better story if there was some kind of conv- I should just make up the rest of that. Yeah, just embellish a bit. Yeah, I could embellish a bit. Yeah, this guy sat down. He said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> give me more. Give me something. You have to confess something greater than that. Yeah. That's Come on, it. man. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> Sounds like a Monday. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, move on. Speaking of moving on, in episode five, I talked about practicing silence as a way to making space for God. Right before Christmas, I talked about ways to connect with God. And those have been things that are very true to what I said I would like this part of it to be. But I want to just revisit the find your soul and say, I really want to make sure we stay true to finding your soul. Because we've talked about the soul in past episodes and because we are covering the soul in this episode and probably will talk about the soul whenever we're in discussion of the faith portion of our podcast, I think it's important for me to just go ahead and clarify now to make sure that we all understand what I'm talking about, what I'm meaning when I mention the soul. The soul is the essence of a person as God has created them. So my soul is the essence of my true self as God created me. Your soul is the essence of you as God has created you. The soul is the true self that is God-given and God-breathed. Now, in a redeemed person, the soul is animated and indwelled by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And while we cannot take credit for having been given a soul, which is to say our personhood in another way, we have a choice about whether we will cultivate the true self that we have been given or whether we will squander it in the pursuit of other things that we deem to be more valuable. That's what I'm talking about. If I ever mentioned the false self, it's, that, it's the things that we do in pursuit of other things that we deem more valuable because we aren't cultivating the true self that we have been given. The soul has ways of protecting itself. And most people aren't aware that they can lose touch with their soul. And most people aren't aware that they have lost touch with their soul. And when I came to this awareness that I personally had lost touch with my soul, it was about 15 years ago. And it was, uh, it's an interesting story. It's a good story. It's a funny story. It's probably a story that we should probably feature that story on a podcast in the future. Because of being in a broken and sinful world, bad things happen simplest way to put that. At a very young age, I experienced some traumas and some hurt uh, that was unnecessary. Uh, It was because I just wasn't protected. There wasn't anyone really looking out for me. And so I had some very traumatic experiences. And because the soul finds ways to protect itself, when it recognized the danger, it withdrew to protect itself and in doing so to protect me from total harm. So at that point, I began to navigate life through false self patterns of living. 
And the reason I'm mentioning this right now in this episode is in relation to the practice of silence. We create space for God by practicing silence. We do deep listening. Uh, we're listening for God to speak to us. We're, we're connecting with God. He's connecting with us. And in that deep listening, we practice uh, stillness, just being still and being quiet. And hopefully over the course of time, that time becomes greater and we get more practice at it. An additional reason silence is a good practice to have as a rhythm of your life is because when you are practicing silence and you are in that stillness, the longer you practice being still over the course of time, the sooner you can regain contact with your soul. Parker Palmer describes it like this. The soul is like a wild animal, tough, resilient, savvy, self-sufficient, and yet exceedingly shy. If we want to see a wild animal, the last thing we should do is go crashing through the woods, shouting for the creature to come out. But if we are willing to walk quietly into the woods and sit silently for an hour or two at the base of a tree, the creature we are waiting for may well emerge. And out of the corner of an eye, we will catch a glimpse of the precious wildness we seek. I believe he says that in his book, A Hidden Wholeness. I'll make sure I've got the right book and put that in the show notes. Let me ask you a question about your role as spiritual director. Is that the correct terminology? Yes. Are these some of the discussions you have with people that you're, I don't know if you say directing with, or yeah, counseling yeah, or direct, you're in direct, direct community ease. with? It does come up. Okay. Um, I know I know we've talked about you being a spiritual director, but I didn't know exactly how that worked. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I know that our listeners are wondering, is this guy a spiritual director? It says he is at the beginning, but they're, all they talk about is what I've written or, you know, theatrical world. And uh, listeners, you just need to know that I, I, well, episode one, Kevin talked about the many different things. Yeah. You're like yeah. Da Vinci. Well, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. That's the humbleness in you coming out. My kids at any given time, as they were growing up, when someone said, what does your dad do? They could say, uh, he has about six different lives. <laughs> You haven't played golf for a couple of months. That's correct. Probably because uh, yesterday would have been a pretty good, pretty good day to play golf. Sixty yes. degrees. Yeah, I think it was in January. But I know you're not playing because of your knee. Correct. But one day, one day I'll yeah. be back out there. Listeners, Kevin is needs a knee replacement. Mm-hmm. April. A left knee replacement yeah. scheduled for April seventh. Yes, twenty twenty three, and I can't wait. Yeah, How's I your- told the doctor. And this might sound callous, but I said, hey, you know, one of your surgeries dies or gets COVID or something. I live right here in town. Call me up. I'll come early. Oh, that's how excited I am. <laughs> You're, let's do it now. Yeah, I would have done words. it. I mean, I'd have done it last week if, I was, if, if it would have been a choice, but it's not. So, yeah. Maybe you've heard this uh, about the preacher that woke up one Sunday morning and looked outside and saw it was a beautiful day. So he decided to skip church and go play golf. So he called the um, the pastor, the next in line, pastor, junior pastor at his church, and told him he was sick and couldn't give the sermon. And so the pastor on the other end of the phone told him not to worry. He would deliver the sermon. So the pastor drove about 40 miles away from town, went to a golf course somewhere else so that uh, he wouldn't be spotted by anyone in his congregation. And as he was setting up his first drive on the first hole, Jesus leaned over to God in heaven and asked him, are you going to let him get away with this? And God told Jesus not to worry. He would handle it. Right as God said that, the preacher hit the drive of his life, 
The ball traveled all 450 feet to the green, bounced once, and rolled into the hole. The preacher was ecstatic. Jesus asked God, why would you let him do that? And God said, because who is he going to tell? I have heard that one. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, at least I told it quick. He did. You were quick. I'm not going to take another swing at anything else. We are in the middle of January. Kevin, I got my first thing in the mail. I got a uh, something from my accountant or something, and it reminds me that in just a couple of weeks we'll be at the end of January, and then it'll be tax preparation time. Right. So I wonder for our listeners and for me even, if you want to talk about maybe some things you do at tax time or tax preparation, sure. if there's anything you want would like to address. Yeah. Um, just give you some background. I'll start with last year's taxes. For the first time since I was probably in my 20s, we had the 1040EZ that came out. I filed my own taxes last year. I'd had them done by professionals for ever since we've been married, maybe before that. But with some of the recent tax legislation that's passed and the increase in the standard deduction, I realized being married filing jointly and only having W-2 income and no dependents, my tax situation was pretty simple. So last year I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it myself. And I missed the days when I could fill out a 1040 uh, easy. <laughs> yeah, those were great. <laughs> I love For those. those of you that aren't old enough, this was like a one pager. It, yeah, it was exactly. Like, done. And it was so great. It was so sweet. So what I did find out, and I blogged about this on my blog uh, just last week, the IRS has a way you can e-file through their site for free. And I did that. Right. So free sounded good to me. But then I found out you couldn't do your state return through the federal government, which made sense. Missouri. And then I thought, well, I'll just get... State taxes. I hate... Yeah. I hate By the way, we do live in I Missouri. Hate. So we have to file Missouri tax returns. So then I went to the big names, the TurboTax and the HR Blocks, and I thought, well, I'll just use them for my state return. Can't do it. You have to do the federal return through them as well as your state return. So that left me with one option. I had to go onto the Missouri Department of Revenue site, download right. all my forms. They were fillable, however. Right. Yes, that's true. And then I had to submit it in an envelope with all the paper forms. No electronic option available. So that was last year. So this year, based on some conversations I had with my kids who did their own, because they are fully functioning adults, I'm very proud of right. them. They had some experience with H&R Block. My dad's always used TurboTax, and I started looking at them. So this year, I'm going to choose a site called Free Tax USA that charges zero for your federal return and $14.99 for the state of Missouri. So if you have other states living, are probably free. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I'm saying there's a number of states that you don't have to file a state tax return. Exactly. Texas being one of Texas, them. Texas, I loved clients. Clients mine live in Tennessee. They don't do a state tax return. Right. So if you have Missouri to live in one not. of the many states that don't require a state tax return, you could do this Free Tax USA and your total tax preparation bill would be zero which so is nice that, that's pretty cool which is really good yeah or if you didn't have to do a state return you could do the e-file on the irs site because it's free i just want to share that uh i passed that along to some of my clients i see it's on my blog you're gonna to have to decide if you want to pay a professional to do it or if your situation is simple enough like mine is when you don't need to pay anybody to do it i mean literally it's simple now because of the way the tax legislation has right. evolved over the right. last decade or so. We, we could do a whole discussion about whether or not it's a good idea to get a tax return, uh, not a return, a tax refund, right, or to owe money. I have some very strong opinions about that. Oh, um, really? Yeah, let's cover that in a different one, though. Okay. Because we got all the way to, it's a, well, hell, we got all the way to my surgery date to talk about oh, taxes. Yeah. Be, that's the week before. You'll be recovering yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll cover that in a different one. But yeah, keep that in mind. If you're if you're wondering, gosh, I get you know five thousand dollars back every year from federal. I'll have something to say to you. <laughs> so and, that's uh, my advice that so I put on the blog, and we'll share it here on this podcast as well. So we yeah. try to reach as many people as possible. Well, thank you for sharing. My pleasure. Anything to enhance our listeners' lives, which is another purpose of the podcast, to enhance lives. Yeah, and I'm going to go off topic a little bit just because that's the way we work. Uh, I published a blog that came out this morning. I put it on social media yesterday, but if you subscribe, you got it in your inbox this morning. And if you're a baseball fan, this time of year should be exciting for you because pitchers and catchers report on February 16th. So we are less than a month away. I'm tickled to death. Uh, and this is what you blogged about? You blogged about I blogged about, I actually, last year, I, well, let's just say I, I went online and made a bet with St. Louis Cardinal fans. Oh, really? Yeah. That must have been fun. It was a blast. So you can catch that blog as well. It was about a year ago. But I, in this blog that came out today, I covered what I missed about 2022. And then I made my predictions for 2023. I did read it uh, after I got it all typed up because the weird part, when it hits the social media thing, it says it's a one minute read. There's no do, way. Do they, does that, is that posted automatically? Cause I've noticed that some I of do them have a are couple that says three minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, yeah. As I go through different blogs, I've noticed a consistent pattern in what it says. It's, it's yeah. either like one minute read, three minute read, five minute read. Yeah. And I, so I knew this, this was is, no this way is, this was one this minute is good, read. This is good clarification for me. It, it to, had to tons hear, of data in it. To hear from you that that was automatically posted as. Yeah. I don't, I'm not the one that picks that. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how they decide. That's helpful they for me to know. They weren't doing it based on the number of words in my blog because this has lots of words in it. So I read it after I typed it and it was. I put my timer on. It's a little over a 10 minute read. Can you change that? I haven't looked because I'm not the one that's doing the data input on it. I don't know how they come up with it. But they don't have it one minute on every single one I post. Some are three, some are five, but almost all of them are one. Now, a lot of them are short because I try to keep it short, unlike this podcast. (laughs) But I'm telling you, uh, this one is probably a 10-minute-plus read. I would assume it went a little quicker for me because I knew what was in it as I was reading it. Uh, if you're trying to digest new information, it may take a little longer. But yeah, so Cardinal fans, uh, once again, the the bet is for the 2023 season. I will bet you the Cardinals do not win as many games as they did in 2022, and that number was 93. I predicted 90. I missed it by three games out of 162. I thought that was pretty good, uh, and I explained what I think I got wrong. Well, not what I think I got wrong. What I know I got wrong. Some assumptions I made that didn't happen. And then I uh, made some predictions about this year, which is the less than 93 wins. Well, it will be. So if you're in Columbia, Missouri, or anywhere in Missouri, and you're a Cardinal fan, and you want to have a discussion about this, I'm loving to talk about it. But uh, read the blog first so you know what my stance is. Spoiler alert, I did predict the Cardinals to win the National League Central. So you should be happy with that. Are you opposed to... Hearing from someone who lives in Arizona that's a Cardinals fan? Anybody. Anybody anywhere that's a Cardinals Because you specifically said Missouri. Well, they seem to be pretty thick in these They seem to be very thick in our area, in our town, in our... Heavy Cardinal influence here. Yes. What can you say? People love a winner. So, yeah, I'm predicting you to win the National League Central. My neighbor, Dave, David, while I was in high school, our family lived next door to a professional catcher at one point. He actually was with the Royals. Really? He was signed... In the early 80s. Oh, so George Brett's era. Yes, it was George Brett's era, indeed. 
because he and I talked about George Brett, talked about his personality, talked about how he felt about George and the interactions that they had. So it was very much in the George Brett era. But this is what, what, what I always found interesting, and I didn't know this. I'd been a neighbor of him for years. I was a teenager. They had smaller children, so I actually did some babysitting for him and was hanging out in their house one afternoon in their uh, family room. Um, but anyway, I saw these pictures of him while he was catching. And uh, so I inquired because he was on the USA. He was like an all-USA team. Played all over the world, I could tell from the pictures. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, he never brought it up. He never even mentioned it. So and so after seeing those pictures, I said, hey, tell me about you being a catcher. So he told me a story, and then he said he intended to be a professional catcher. And the Royals had, would they, would they recruit? Would they sign? Would they draft? I guess maybe they drafted him. The Royals drafted him. The Royals him. drafted him. And so he was in their pitchers and catchers camp, as you're mentioning now. So he went through that, I think, approaching spring training, and then they just cut him. And the reason they cut him that was officially stated to him was that he was too short. Too short as a catcher. Too short as a catcher. That is the same response I had when he told me that. How short was he? Oh, he was not. Um, Normal height? Five, I would seven, say. Seven, eight, nine? He was at least five, four, five, five. Oh, so he probably was he, short. He could have been. He'd obviously been a very successful catcher. Right. And they obviously liked some things about him, but that was the reason they gave him for. So he never made it to the major leagues. Never made it to the major leagues. But he had a lot of photos. Yeah. And he did have photos of when he was in Royals uniforms. In so, their spring training camps yeah. then. Living next door to celebrities. It was very interesting. Oh, I know plenty of celebrities. It's just people don't know who they are. I'm not... That's actually serious. I know you're serious. That's what makes me laugh. Yeah. To just take that comment without any context, I was envisioning it, yeah. and it made me chuckle. I do know. I know a lot of celebrities. You just wouldn't know who they are. Right. That a lot of people will just go crazy over, but you won't have any idea who they are. Listeners, I know you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? Talking about baseball, yeah. the world's greatest sport. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, football fans. And, and by football, I mean soccer. Yes, soccer's great, too. I I've been soccer. watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know that. That's the Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds documentary they did when they bought the football club oh, in Wales. I, I have seen an episode of that. I was at a restaurant, and that was playing, but I did not know what the title of it was. Welcome to Wrexham. I'm pretty sure that was the same thing. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. And I don't even follow football. Right. Soccer yeah. in, in America, you have to clarify. Yeah, football. Yeah, football. what? F- football I guess they call this American about? football, don't they? What we play here. But if you're with someone who's from any other country, any any <laughs> other country, you could be just like um, Eddie Murphy's character in King of America and say, "I believe you call it soccer." <laughs> All right, so we talked about baseball. We talked about taxes. That's yeah. the big things coming up in my world. Right. I'm most excited <laughs> about the baseball season. Of course. Of course if, you are. If, if you haven't paid attention, I am a Phillies fan, which makes this little uh, bet I have with the Cardinals even more precious. Because if you didn't follow... Nice choice of word. Precious. If you didn't follow the culmination of the Cardinals season last year, uh, if you're a Cardinal fan, you already know where I'm going with this. But if you're indifferent, uh, the team that knocked the Cardinals out of the playoffs... Was the Phillies. The Phillies. Yeah. They beat them two straight games in Bush Stadium. October 7th and October 8th. And that's when I started to go, huh. And then they made it all the way to the World Series. Because up until then, you were like, I've been through this before. I'm not going to get excited. Well, hell, we, had to, we barely made it in the playoffs. Yeah. We made it on the last day. Well. And then to go all the way to the World Series. Right. That's, pretty, that's a good. Yeah. It's a great 
thing to accomplish as an organization. It uh, was long overdue. I was proud of them. And all they did in the offseason was go out and make themselves so much better. So I'm just like, can we start? Right. Let's get this going now. If one listener enjoys baseball and is a baseball fan, then this has been a very worthwhile topic to have on this podcast because that's 25% of our listener yeah. base. Hey, even, even if more If two so. listeners, then we've got half. <laughs> so that's good. If one listener wasn't a baseball fan but becomes one because of my bet, then it's worth it. And if you're a Cardinal fan, I'm just going to tell you this. I've been telling them ever since you know we beat you in the playoffs, just relax. You're good. Quit, quit calling for a total regime change right. in St. Louis. You guys win every year. You're always in the playoffs. You pack the stadium. I'm sure the ownership is making money hand over fist. Just chill out a little bit. Right. It's hard to win the World Series. Oh, it's very, very hard. It's hard to win a world championship. Absolutely. That's just how, how it is in sports. Absolutely. It's the way it is. And if you don't win, you often find yourself in despair, yeah. which makes me think of the text you shared with me yesterday. <laughs> Yes, about uh, the absolutely. Despair. An article I ran across uh, on a financial site, MarketWatch.com, which I typically have open all day long, but it's not just all financial data. And this one that I sent to Hartley was about a recent study. Now here's my caveat: I haven't dug into it. I can't tell you how long they tracked this. I can't tell you how many participants were in the tr- study. I don't know who funded the study. So just keep all of that in mind when we talk about this. But the study was talking about a link, a potential link, let me back that up, between a lack of participation in church activities and despair among white middle-aged men without college degrees. More studies needed, right? which I always appreciate when a study comes out and says that instead of just declaring this is the answer, which they're almost always wrong. So I appreciate the fact that they, they brought this up if you've been paying attention to the news in the last couple of years, you've certainly heard about all the increase in suicides and anxiety and depression once the pandemic started. We're about to hit our three-year anniversary here right? from the start of that, and it didn't get any better. But their take on it was oxycotton. Is that the correct pronunciation? Ox- oxycontin. Cotton has been blamed for a lot of this. And their take, I'm just going to put this in a nutshell, that's not the full story because most of this started in the 80s. And the drug didn't come out until 1996. And And they they, blame it on some of the blue laws that were repealed. Now, you and I are both old enough to remember what that means. So for some of our younger listeners, there was a time in Missouri and probably a lot of other states States, where you couldn't do certain things on Sunday. Like you couldn't buy alcohol. Uh, Maybe places were all closed up because... Based on the way this country was they started, they prohibited commerce. Absolutely, because on, they wanted you on in church Sundays, and they wanted you in church, and that's how you should spend your time, Sabbath. Yeah, as a as a Sabbath. Yeah. Um, so this study basically says we think it has more to do with the repeal of blue laws than it does drugs like oxycontin. Yeah, right. One thing they were finding was people's kind of leaving their faith or losing their. Faith practice. What I found most intriguing, or maybe what I should say piqued my interest, was that it was that age group and not well, and the fact that they lost religion. I would submit to you. I shouldn't say lose religion. That there's bigger factors 
at play in that demographic. I would think so. And, and we're seeing it in the last couple of elections. We're seeing it across uh, all kinds of different studies. And I don't want to get too deep into a whole bunch of stuff here, but uh, there, there's certainly a movement within our country that white males feel like they've lost control. Wow. They're feeling, just, they're feeling attacked. They're feeling like this is not the country that they want it to be. We could go off on a real rail here. but That, that could be an F-bomb right there. Because just, just hearing you say that is invoking some response. I'm having a yeah. visceral response hearing you say this. Like I said, depending on what metric we want to look at, there's quite a bit of evidence over the last 15 to 20 years that this isn't a new problem. And when I read that article, I thought, I understand where they're coming from, and I, I know they're tracing it back to the repeal of blue laws, but I think it's more than just that. I think there's a whole bunch of other economic factors that are involved in what's happening with this depression among middle-aged white males. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, we're going to leave that alone. Yeah, right we now. should because, but but we aren't going to we aren't going to wrap things up right here because I don't want listeners to go away angry. Oh well, I wasn't, should try, that, should I wasn't that. trying to make anybody should, angry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. I'm this. just thinking. It is it is a I think a big picture discussion that needs to be had not by you and i right but by policymakers, right and people that actually have power to make policy and enact them right you and i have no power all we can do is this podcast and hope people that have power hear it and go yeah, those guys are right maybe that's why we're doing this podcast it somewhat motivates me to yeah. come out here and sit eight feet across the table from you <laughs> that's a whole different discussion <laughs> that as is well. whole <laughs> we'll cover that one day i'm sure um, is this eight feet? I was just guessing. I, I have no idea. I, I think it's more. Hearing you say that means we, we probably should maybe see if we could get more than three or four listeners. Yeah. So I hear you say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's let's do a little multiplicity thing here. So if you are a subscriber or a listener, forward this stuff to people you know. Let's build yes. up this listener base. Yeah. Depends on how well we've done. Well, give but us the tell, benefit of the Tell now. people, say, hey, there's this great podcast you should listen to. Tune out about half the time, but when Kevin's talking, pay pay closer attention. Well, that's less than half the time. <laughs> so, seriously, though, we know we're amateurs at this. We're working on it. This isn't our profession. So, yeah, if, if you kind of dig this thing and you think we might get better, recommend us to your I, friends and family. We really do want to enhance people's lives. Absolutely. I would be so bold as to say this. The avocations or vocations or however you want to call what we do are callings. That's what we do. I mean, well said. That's what we do. That. I'll even say it this way. That is who we are. And this is just another aspect of fulfilling who God has asked us to be. Yes. And I think that's why the F-bombs are so important because there's an aspect where you say, look, we're trying to enhance lives. And there's these frustrations that happen because people are just behaviors, behaviors that happen. And that's what frustrates me mostly is how people behave. Right. Yeah. You know, the guy that lives behind me, I would have bet money his trash was going to be on the Oh, today. today yeah. We had a national holiday Monday. We were normally supposed to be Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, but ours got pushed back to tomorrow. And I looked out my backside window today, and I, like I said, I would have bet serious and he didn't money. Have it out. No, he did have it out. Oh, he did. Yeah. So you would have won the bet. Absolutely. Should have bet yourself. Your past self should have bet your future self. I'll I'll pay would... myself later. Yeah. I just gave a nod to my wife in what I just said because uh, that's something she says. In the house, our kids and I, you know, if you're in a time of decision, I'm like, should I do this or do that? She will say, Kelly will lovingly say, what would your future self say? Nice. Listener, our future selves need to be somewhere else, so our present selves must say goodbye. 
We thank you so, so, so very much for listening, for joining us. We hope you will join us again on another podcast. In future podcasts, we hope to hear more vital financial information from Kevin, including how he feels about what you should do if you are expecting a tax refund. We'll also have more conversations about the soul. We will also begin to feature some guests who will join us on the podcast. Please be so kind, if you wish, to check out Kevin's podcast. Check out the show notes about this episode. Tell others about this podcast and invite them to listen as well. And I'm not sure if it's safe yet or not to join us on uh, Twitter, but uh, we've got our personal websites that you can find us. Thank you so much. See you next time. This podcast is for the purposes of education, information, and entertainment only, and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial planner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director. We suggest you seek out a trained professional for help with your financial and spiritual needs. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest of Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs are solely their current opinions based upon information they consider reliable, but do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations the host and guest may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 